0: What is up, you guys? Welcome back to A Little Bit of Life. I know I recorded a podcast yesterday, but I wanted to give you guys a little bit of bonus content. This is on behalf of my really good friend, Brittany. She reached out to me yesterday because she was having a lot of undesirable symptoms of the keto diet. And whether or not you are on keto or whether you are, if you have found something that works for you, if keto is your thing, if that's, you're rocking it, I'm so proud of you. Like, it's so hard to find something now for people to just get on and stay. Bad diets have been such a thing, and I feel like people don't take enough time to really feel what works for them. So if you are working on keto, and you've been doing it, and it's proven results for you that have not taken a negative toll on your body, I'm so proud of you. Great. I'm so happy that you found something that works, but unfortunately, not everybody is going to experience the same results. So I'm going to give you guys a little bit of bonus content today on lifestyle and diet fads. So we're going to talk a little bit about keto. We're going to talk a little bit about the steps to kind of figuring out what lifestyle changes work for you and what a diet versus a lifestyle change is because there's so many things now there's jenny craig weight watchers atkins there's so many things that people can do there's beach body you know and not all these things are going to work for you and if you're like me and you've tried so many things and you jump on the bandwagon every time something comes out and it fails miserably i'm fixing to tell you why there is a science behind all of these fad diets and why they fail. (laughs) So um, before we get started though, I have to give you guys a quick disclaimer. I am not a doctor nor a weight loss professional. I'm a medical professional, but not in the sense where I can give you any legal medical advice um, in the respect of weight loss affairs. So please do not go calling your lawyers and throwing me a huge service paper note saying, hey girl, uh, I took your advice and almost died. Don't go doing that. What I'm telling you on here is merely just an opinion, something that I've learned for myself going through this types of things or actual physical things that I've read. Um, a lot of this stuff is pretty self-explanatory, but just in case, please do not go getting Sue happy and turning around and going, ah, she told me to do it. Like, no, uh, uh-uh. uh, <laughs> you got it all wrong. <laughs> um, I am doing this simply because I've been there okay like I said at the very beginning of the episode if you are in ketosis right now or if you have done keto or you've found a lot of success from that I'm so proud and I'm so happy for you and congratulations first and foremost you found your thing god bless you (laughs) but I need to be very transparent in saying that I went through keto myself uh not super long ago but not you know not long ago not long ago enough i guess to justify not talking about it so i had a friend of mine who got on keto and was telling me about all of her great results and it was showing i mean she was physically losing weight and i was so proud of her and i was like you know what i'll try it why not it what do i have to lose at this point so i was already so close to ketosis because of the way that I ate for Taekwondo, I thought, you know, it's not really gonna make a difference if I make these little changes and, you know, take this out, take this out, take this out. So if you guys are not familiar with what keto is, keto is the uh, body's natural response to a condition called ketosis. So ketosis is almost like you're putting your body into like a a, a down system mode, like when you power down your computer type of thing. What your body does at that point is it's producing ketones, and those ketones are being produced uh, chemically in a way to trigger your brain to say, oh, you're good, you're not hungry, you know, you've had enough fuel, everything's good, we're operating just fine. Herein lies the fine print of ketosis. Unfortunately, people experience what is called keto flu. And everybody's like, oh, is it like the regular flu? No, we talked about regular flu yesterday on that podcast. We are not touching that subject. Again, not even with a 10-foot pole. I'm over the flu, the whole flu thing. It's gotten as bad as politics at this point, but keto flu is when you start keto. Nine out of 10 people will get keto flu, at least from what I've experienced. And keto flu is when you start to feel like you're dragging, your body aches, You just, you feel bad, you know? And some people get brain fog. Um, Some people get really bad muscle aches. Some people don't want to eat at all. And for some, that works. And then for some, it does not. So I I tried keto, okay? I went out, got all the food, did what I needed to do. And if you guys know me or have been around me over the last five years or so. I've really had to change my way of eating because of my um, IBD, my um, my irritable bowel disease. And um, now with, my auto, my, with the other autoimmune disease that I was diagnosed with, I really had to change my eating. So if you guys have known me for probably the last five years, you know that I don't eat a lot of red meat. I don't eat a lot of beef. I don't eat a lot of pork. I don't eat a lot. Of, I don't eat any of those things actually. Um, unless it's like the last resort type of thing. Like if we go somewhere and it's like, Oh, sorry, your only choices are this and this. It's like, okay. (laughs) But I mean, most places now have become so vegetarian friendly. It's been great. But outside of that, um, it was really hard for me, I guess, challenging to find things that work for keto and because I couldn't have a lot of dairy, I could not eat red meat. So it was really hard. And I was like, okay, you know what? We can muster some cheese and try to work this out and see where we get. So I tried keto. And sure enough, my body went into ketosis within three days of being on keto. Like It didn't take that long um, for me to hit there. So after achieving ketosis, I quickly got keto flu. And when I did keto, I was a teacher, so when I got keto flu and I was a teacher, it was so hard. Like being a preschool teacher, you have to be like really high energy all the time and you have to be up on your toes watching the kids. And it was almost like, I, I didn't even know who I was at that point. It was like, okay, my brain's, my brain's not functioning the right way. So I thought, you know what, here, I'll tweak this just a little bit, add a little bit of this, take some of this out, boom. It's all good. It worked for a short time. And I actually did keto for about a month and a half and was able to lose about 13 pounds. Unfortunately, though, I began to suffer a lot more health consequences. My kidneys uh, were actually not functioning properly. I had some blood work done for my thyroid. And when you get blood work for thyroid, they look at a lot of different things along with that. Usually they'll do a whole blood count thing. They'll look at all your, your functions and stuff. And that's good to just do anyway yearly. But I had blood work done and my doctor was like, Hey, so what are, what are, what is your diet like? You know? And I told her, I said, Hey, I'm doing ketosis. You know, I'm, I'm doing, I'm in ketosis. I'm doing keto. She's like, Hmm, <laughs> uh, you need to stop what you're doing. I said, okay, explain to me why. And she told me, she said, you know, your kidneys right now are not looking so hot. Your liver enzymes are a little elevated and, everything's just not looking good for you right now you need to you need to taper that back like by a lot I mean by quitting it (laughs) I was like whoa okay and when she told me that I was kind of taken aback because I hadn't heard of a lot of cases where people were not having success and having long-term or even short-term health concerns and it surprised me. So I was like, okay, fine, I'll, I'll cut back, I'll quit. You know, it is what it is. I, I can't fight the blood work. It is what it is. So at that point, I decided to comply with the doctor's wishes. And as soon as I quit keto, I noticed a lot of other people started to have a lot of other similar health concerns. Their hearts were palpitating. They would get night sweats. They were anxious all the time. They felt bad. Keto flu was like two weeks, three weeks in a long period and and stuff like that. And I was like, wow, like I had no idea that it was this like it was this prominent for people. Believe it or not, on record, only about six to eight people out of 10 are successful with keto. Keto most people i would say i would say about 50% 60% even cannot handle either the side effects of keto or they don't upkeep the diet or their doctor tells them they get off of it reading the english journal of medicine and what they had to say was if you are doing keto You definitely need to be careful, and they don't recommend doing it for more than 30 days at a time. That is what I was told. Again, gonna say it for the third time now. If you are in ketosis currently, or you are doing keto for yourself and it works for you, you go Glen Coco. Do for you. I am not gonna tell you how to run your life, but I am telling you if you're one of those people right now in keto and you're secretly doing it and you're having side effects and just ignoring them, listen loud and clear because your body is trying to tell you something. If you're having brain fog, your body hurts, your, your urine looks like something out of the blue lagoon, you need to go and see your doctor. I'm being totally serious. You guys, when you do fad diets or even when you make lifestyle changes with these fad diets, they can affect your health positively or negatively. And the experience that I had was definitely not a positive one. And I'm not saying that everybody's going to have a negative experience from keto. Again, doing keto, if it works for you, it works for you. And if it doesn't, it didn't for me. And that's okay. But what I'm seeing more of now is that people are having a really hard time just dealing with the side effects. The side effects to, the side effects didn't really... I guess, turned me off of keto. What turned me off was the blood work because it didn't lie. The blood work was not lying. I mean, there's, there's no way to lie on your blood work. If there is, shoot me a message because I mean, you can't lie and the facts don't lie. So, you know, I feel like there's so many different fad things that go around and I know so many people who are guilty of it, myself included, like, oh, did you try this? Did you try that? Did you do this? Did you do that? It's like, "Mm, I think I'm going to get off of the fad diet bandwagon and actually start making a lifestyle change. So let's talk about that. There is a huge difference between a diet and a lifestyle change. A diet is something temporary, something that you try, something that you might want to incorporate that could possibly become a lifestyle for you. A lifestyle choice is when you sit down and have an analytical approach to how you're eating, what your activity level is, what your input is, what your output is, what kind of eater you are, those types of things. So let's talk about those topics on the, on the side of lifestyle. So I found out for me after sitting down and finally grasping my health and taking the bull by the horns, figured out that I am what's called a volume eater. So the first thing you need to do in making a good lifestyle choice is figuring out what your needs are. Are you a volume eater or are you a compact eater? So a volume eater, is somebody who wants a lot of food, but for not a lot of calories. A compact eater is somebody who can eat a small portion that's packed with all of the nutrition that they need. So what I figured out for myself is if I have two cups of vegetables and one cup of uh, protein, so I eat veggie-based protein, um, I try to stay as far away from animal protein as possible. Um, in terms of meat. I do eat eggs and I do eat fish. So those are, those are not leaving the chopping block, but, um, I do eat a lot of beans. I eat a lot of lentils. I eat a lot of quinoa. I eat a lot of those things. Um, but I eat two cups of any vegetable cooked raw, however it comes to one cup of protein and that's it. And then I have, a quarter of an avocado, or I'll put uh, uh, two teaspoons of olive oil in my food and mix it up, and that's my meal. And that benefits me in a couple of ways. One, I had total control over what I put in my food, and two, It's simple, it's basic, it's everything. It met all of my requirements. It has fiber, it has protein, it has carbs from some of the vegetables. It has everything in it. So I met every single nutritional value with my meals and I got to satisfy that volume eater type of personality that I have. If you are a compact eater, generally people who are compact eaters will eat a sizable portion of vegetables not nearly two cups but they will eat probably three quarters of a cup of vegetables they will eat some sort of a good carbohydrate like barley vegetable based plant noodles or brown rice or something like that and then they eat four to six ounces of a protein And that's used, that used to be me. Like that's how I used to eat. I used to be a compact eater and slowly turned into a volume eater because I realized, oh my gosh, if I'm spending all this time eating all these vegetables and all these things, great. You know, I, I'm satisfying that for myself and I never used to really be a volume eater, but when I finally figured it out, it's like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Like that's the kind of eater that I am sorry, I needed water. I apologize. Um, but then the second most important thing to figure out is what your input versus your output is. So what people get wrong when they start losing weight is that they think, oh, well, I'm only eating 800 calories a day and I'm running for two hours. Well, you done messed up Willis because your body on 800 calories cannot function properly unless you are put on a diet like that by a medical professional, of course. Follow your doctor's orders. But your body goes into a a, a, a starvation mode, essentially, if it's not getting what it needs. So people are like, well, I'm not losing anything or I'm losing only like half a pound at a time. It's like, well, because you're not satisfying your output and your input. 3000 calories of input equals one pound gained. So if you're eating, um, you know, let's say on average 1200 calories a day and your output is about 14 to 1500 calories a day, you're still, you're still in a deficit, which is fine because you want, you want to consume less than what your output is to lose weight, but you don't want to be on the extreme end of it. So I guess that's where a a lot of confusion happens. You definitely have to have less input and more output in order to produce results, but you don't have to go to such an extreme like, I'm only gonna eat 800 calories and run for two hours. You know, That's an extreme deficit. And at that point, your body doesn't have enough fuel to burn the calories, to run your metabolism so that your body can function in that way. So it goes into a starvation mode and everybody loses. (laughs) Um, So there's that. Then the last thing you really have to figure out is what your needs are and what your nutritional requirements are. So everybody is different. They have on every single box of food that you buy the, you know, 2,000 calorie daily value thing, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to be totally straight with you and tell you that I don't eat anywhere close to 2,000 calories a day. Um, And that's because that's not what my body requires. But of course, you know, again, it's, it's another one of those, you know, custom things. You have to figure out what works good for you. Also, I say nutrition requirements because, again, if you're like me and you have IBD or you suffer from things like constipation or diarrhea or... Um, even things like your kidneys are messed up or, uh, you know, you have extensive kidney problems and things like that. You have to kind of configure your diet around those types of things. So for example, for myself, because I do require more fiber and more bulk food, I have designed my eating plan around that. So if you are somebody, obviously, who is a vegetarian who doesn't eat meat, you're going to have to design your lifestyle around that. If you are somebody who has more needs for more fibrous food, you're going to have to design your needs around that. Fibrous foods are going to be a little higher in calories sometimes, but those calories are not empty calories. Empty calories is food like potato chips and you know, wasted white carbs, those types of things. Those are, those are what we call empty calories. Then you have fibrous food, vegetables, raw fruits and vegetables, those types of things. Those are complete calories. So you have foods that are meeting daily requirements for your nutritional needs, not empty calories. Empty calories are a waste of time. Um, of course everybody does it. I, myself included, you know, you'll sit there sometimes and just be like, Oh, a bag of chips looks tempting, you know, so I get it. Everybody's there. But when it comes down to it, it's not like, you know, you're thriving off of just a bag of chips and a muffin every day and hoping for the best. There are people who are really skinny and are the most unhealthy people in the entire world. Their arteries are clogged. They probably have type 2 diabetes, but you couldn't tell looking at them because the automatic assumption that people have is that when you're bigger, you are predisposed or you have health problems. And that's not necessarily true. Myself, for example, I weigh quite a bit, but I don't have any outstanding health problems outside of the fact that I have genetic hypothyroidism. Outside of that, I'm doing pretty good. I don't have high blood pressure. I don't have prediabetes, I don't have high blood sugar. I don't have any major things wrong with my heart um in terms of like rhythm and um elevated uh elevated uh like tachycardia or anything. I don't have any of that. Um I'm doing pretty well for myself and I don't I'm not the smallest girl on the block, but because I condition myself in such a way when I work out, you know, I do a lot of good cardio, I lift weights, I do a lot of those things, I put myself in that position to be able to still, you know, lose weight, but not be on such an extreme side where it's like, oh my God, you know, she's huge, she's automatically got some sort of, you know, dysfunction going on, well... (laughs) Maybe you should get to know me first because <laughs> it's a lie. Um, anyway, so yeah, I feel like I feel like if everybody would just sit down and really think about it for a minute and figure out what works for them, there wouldn't be fad diets anymore. There wouldn't be the magic pill, and I feel like people rely so heavily on a pill or a quick fix. Because we live in such an age where faster is better. And in this case, for the case of health and well-being and just general overall wellness, this is a lifestyle change. A lifestyle change is forever. So I made the decision back about six months ago. Everybody has New Year's resolutions. I made mine on my birthday when I turned 27. I said, you know what, we're done playing games, we're not gonna do these fad diets anymore, we're not gonna do all these crazy things to suffice a short period of happiness, meaning you know, I lost a little bit of weight, it's a good time. I need to do things now that are going to be manageable for the rest of my life. And I think once people get to that point with themselves and they can have an honest conversation, with themselves and just go, you know what, I need to get off this fad diet bandwagon. I feel like everybody will open their eyes and health and well being will be so much more appreciated. The movement is right now very underground. Health and well being has just kind of started to come up out of the shadows for long term health and long term wellness and long term well being without a pill, without a prescription without a magic one-time fix. And I feel it's really important to pay attention to what is happening with wellness and long-term well-being and lifestyle and all that. This is going to be for the rest of your life. And that is something that finally for me just clicked. It was like, oh my gosh, I really need to get it together. So if you're sitting here right now and you're listening to this and you're going, wow, I really need to get it together. The first three things that you need to do are that you need to first figure out what kind of eater you are. Do you like to eat a lot in one sitting or do you like to eat just a little and be full with what you had? The second, you need to figure out what your nutritional requirements are. Do you have... I guess, dietary restrictions such as you are a vegetarian or you don't eat red meat because it makes you feel bad or you can't have dairy. Figure that out. The, the, the third and final thing is what is your current input of calories to your current output and activity? That'll give you an idea for what your input and your output are going to be for you to lose approximately one to two pounds every single week. One thing that people skip to when they are going over into a lifestyle change is the good little things in your diet. For example, avocados, olive oil, avocado oil, safflower oil, those are going to be your good fats. Almonds, regular peanuts, you guys, are terrible. They have no nutritional value at all. They have some protein but the fats in regular peanuts are not all that great also regular peanut butter is not always that great my suggestion would be to switch over to sunflower butter or to an almond butter those are more nutritionally packed they just they carry more Um, i'm definitely not knocking peanut butter because it's one of my favorite things in the whole wide world but i would have to say just from experience if you can convert to a sunflower butter or an almond butter you will definitely notice a huge difference and trust me pb and j will still be the same (laughs) have no fear but yeah i just wanted to share that with you guys because i feel like like i said we're in a society that thrives on quick fixes and and fast and boom 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 you know And I feel like wellness and lifestyle changes aren't going to be like that. I've been on my journey now for about seven to eight months, and I'm still trying to figure it out myself. There are still tweaks that I'm making. There are still changes that I'm making. There are days when I have to swap out my meals because my stomach is just having a moment, and I need to have a protein shake for dinner. Everybody gets to have their moment, and I just... Would hope that you would all take what I'm saying to heart and really figure out what's good for you. This is a brand new start for a lot of people and wellness and well-being and lifestyle changes and choices are coming out of the woodworks like, I mean, a mile a minute. So really take some time, guys. Get to know yourself. Ask yourself these questions and find what works for you. I mean, of course, anybody everybody and anybody wants to see everyone else succeed. So please take your time and if you're not struggling, I'm so happy for you that you found what works for you. Again, going back to the keto thing, you know, if you're on keto right now and that has been your thing, I'm so proud of you that you have been able to find something to be successful with and you can project that and make people feel like it's, you know, it's possible to find what works for them. So thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. Um, If you want to hear more, we had two more episodes of this series. Um, We have the first pilot episode that came out about two weeks ago. And then we also have the new episode from last night that I did solo But I talked to Navia today, and we will be back this weekend with a brand new dual episode. It's going to be quite a bit of fun. Um, We are going to have some really fun topics to discuss. So you guys stay on the lookout for that. Um, If you like this and you want to share it, please do. I would really appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you guys have a great evening, and I will talk to you soon.